Welcome to another episode of Understory Podcast. Understory is a global community of innovators and companies focused on making our world more sustainable. And uh, today on our podcast, we're very excited to have Nicole Doucet with us. Nicole is the founder and the CEO of Open Water. And uh, we'll learn more about what Nicole is building. Um, but before we do that, Nicole, welcome to the Understory podcast and tell us more about you and your background and then we dive into Open Water. For sure. Thank you so much for having me, JJ. I'm excited to be here. Um, so yes, my, my name is Nicole and I'm uh, the co-founder of Open Water. Um, I was, uh, you know, I was, I was born in the U.S., but I grew up in Mexico City. Um, and then my family moved to Miami, Florida uh, for my last year of high school. And so I finished high school in the U.S. I went to college here. Um, and then uh, when, when I was in college, I met uh, Jess Page, who's Open Water's other co-founder. Uh, and we kind of stumbled into a documentary on plastic pollution. And that is, uh, you know, what really brought our attention to the plastic pollution issue and made us think about, you know, ways, you know, what could we do to, to fight this, right? Excellent. And so that idea kind of evolved into open water? Correct. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, we were both very much aware of the plastic issue uh, from before. Um, you know, I, I grew up in Mexico City and, and going to the beach was, was part of my childhood and, and seeing those same beaches that I used to go as a kid slowly get, uh, you know, invaded by plastic trash, plastic bottles, plastic caps uh, was, you know, obviously something that I had seen myself. But the documentary really put the problem in perspective. I think that I was unaware of the scale uh, and seeing those numbers was really, really mind blowing and, and, and pretty depressing. Um, it's crazy, you know, how much plastic goes into the oceans on a yearly basis. Uh, it's crazy to think that, you know, by 2050, there might be more plastic than fish in the ocean by weight. Uh, and, you know, Chess and I walked out of the theater and it just made us think, it made us think, you know, obviously bottled water is playing a role in this problem. Um, why does the product exist? You know, why does bottled water exist? Because in the US it's perfectly safe to drink water from the tap. There's tons of reusable bottles out there. Uh, there's refill stations everywhere. Uh, I mean, at, at University of Miami, which is what's where we were going to school, plenty of refill stations around campus. And yet, if you look at the bottled water industry, it keeps growing and growing and growing. Right. And so, you know, we started thinking about, you know, why, why do people buy bottled water? And we realized that all of us own somewhere between, you know, six and 12 reusable bottles that we keep in a kitchen cabinet somewhere, except there's one, there's one that's like our favorite one. And that's the one that we actually take around with us during the day. But sometimes we forget it. Uh, and sometimes we don't feel like carrying it around. Sometimes we're traveling or we're at a concert. And even people who truly care about this issue sometimes find themselves buying bottled water. And so we said, okay, you know, the perfect solution from a sustainability standpoint already exists. That's tap water, reusable bottles, refill stations. But that perfect solution isn't getting adopted as much as it needs to be to actually curb plastic waste. 
And so we need to come up with something kind of in the middle, a pragmatic solution, something that offers people the same convenience of bottled water, but reduces the impact of the packaging. And so we launched Open Water, which is a bottled water company that uses aluminum bottles and cans instead of plastic. And tell us more about the, the difference with open water. Um, what do you use? Uh, why do you use aluminum? And uh, what did you learn uh, about the whole process? And, and what, what do you intend to achieve with open water uh, from a product perspective? Yes, uh, I, I think it's actually, uh, you know, very, very interesting when, once you start learning about different materials. And when we looked at the problem and we said, okay, we need to provide the same convenience for reducing impact of the packaging, we actually looked at a lot of different materials. We looked at everything from plant-based plastics uh, to glass, to recycled plastic, to cartons, like I'm sure you've seen uh, the, the water boxes that, that they sell as well. Um, and then we read about aluminum cans and aluminum cans are actually the most recycled beverage packaging in the world. Mm. Nothing gets recycled as often as an aluminum can does. And the reason why this happened is that the package in itself, the material itself has a high value. And so what happens is that once you're done drinking it, once you're done using the liquid inside, the container has value. And there's a secondary market for that product. And so, you know, what happens with plastic very often, and, and I'm sure you've heard, you know, a lot of these stories about how recycling is broken. Uh, right. And recycling is broken for plastic because an empty plastic bottle often has less value. Uh, it is often more expensive to use recycled plastic than it is to use virgin plastic. And so all the incentive to actually recycle is gone. And with aluminum, the fact that it has a very high scrap value means that it's a highly valued material. And companies like Open Water, we actually want to use as much recycled content as we can because it's cheaper than using uh, virgin aluminum. And so that secondary market is and will always be there. And that's what makes recycling work. Got it. And... I think it's really interesting you talk about kind of the economics of recycling and uh, the value chain of that recycling and then kind of building that product from ground up um, versus uh, just saying, you know, recycled water bottle uh, is good enough, but, um, you know, mm -hmm. actually look, look deeper um, at kind of what drives people to recycle more and um, what drives the kind of industry to um, actually want to recycle properly. So yeah, I think that uh, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but you bring in something that's very interesting. I think that uh, the solutions that we bring to the table, they need to take into account the current system. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of solutions that sound great, but there are, they are only great if it works. Uh, and one of those examples is, uh, you know, plant-based plastics. I think that, uh, you know, so-called biodegradable plastics uh, are a great idea in, in theory. But the problem with biodegradable, quote-unquote, plastics is that it needs to be separated from standard plastics. And if it's not separated from standard plastics, then it cannot go into an industrial composter as right. it needs to go in order to actually get biodegraded. And so 
you're actually creating a product that if it goes into the same recycling stream as you know standard plastic it actually has the potential to contaminate and uh, inhibit the recycling of that standard plastic and so i think it's you know taking into account the way that the system currently works and trying to find solutions that can fit within that system because otherwise you know even if the 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 idea is great if it doesn't fit within the current system it'll be very very hard for it to have uh you know a positive effect yeah so tell us more about adoption um you know where are you seeing kind of people buying uh open water um how do you see shift or uh, lack of shift from businesses that also stock water for employees whether in the office or um, at their homes well what are some of the kind of the things that you see um, from adoption perspective mm -hmm. yeah i think it's been there's been a drastic change over the past three years yeah we we launched in 2014 so we were the first company ever to put uh flat water in a reclosable aluminum container and back when we launched, you know, a lot of people thought we were crazy. Right. Uh, and they said, you know, why are people going to buy water in an aluminum bottle? It doesn't make any sense. They didn't really understand. They didn't understand the plastic problem and they didn't understand why aluminum was a potential solution. Um, and this has changed a lot. You know, we used to, as part of uh, our selling process, we used to have to educate people a lot. People weren't aware of how bad plastic was. Uh, of how recycling uh, for plastic is broken in the US. And the conversation around plastic, both from a consumer and a business perspective, it has changed, it has become mainstream. I think that people are more and more aware about the consequences uh, of their purchases and they understand that plastic is here forever. Um, and so that has really changed for us as a business because we used to have to find businesses that, you know, really cared about sustainability. It was truly part of who they were uh, and, and what their values were. And so we initially, back in 2014 and 15, we partnered with a lot of zoos and aquariums because, you know, mm. conservation, a big part of who they are. Um, and that has slowly shifted and it's become not just, you know, these businesses where sustainability is, is and has always been very important, but now other businesses where, you know, they are also trying to make a difference and they realize that, you know, going towards something that's more sustainable, it's a process. Uh, and switching away from plastic bottled water is an easy change that has a very, very big impact. Uh, and it's something that is very visible. I think that's something that's really attractive for businesses because as they start looking into, you know, what sustainability projects can they uh, start on? Um, you know, bottled water is something that guests are going to notice. So for example, we work with a lot of hotels, we work with a lot of restaurants, uh, we work with offices and bottled water is very uh, consumer facing. And so when the business is saying, okay, we're going to make a commitment to make a switch to something that's better, uh, switching bottled water is something that will get that effort noticed. Yeah, that's really interesting uh, to hear that that shift. Uh, and I think when organizations are starting to make that shift, it will further propel 
the consumer adoption because to a point, one is it makes it much more visible and it also just builds you know, additional credibility and, and trust. Um, the other question I think that often comes up for sustainability products is that they're more expensive. Um, and I think it is more expensive uh, for things like open water, but it's, it's, you know, open water is not the only brand that is mm-hmm. really trying to make tremendous impact and have to make a profit in order to make the business run. Um, and so how do you see as an industry, what can the industry do better? Or what are the things that need to change to kind of lower that um, cost of production um, mm-hmm. without necessarily sacrificing you know, the sustainability aspect and then making this more accessible to yeah. uh, consumers? That, that's a great question because I think that this is this is an issue with with sustainability in general uh, and and we as a company we deeply believe in uh, you know the fact that sustainability should be accessible it shouldn't be a luxury right everyone should be able to make better choices um, and, and you're right aluminum uh, containers are more expensive than plastic ones uh, but we've done things a little bit differently to make sure that our product continues to be accessible. So number one, we've never tied ourselves to a source. Uh, we, our water goes through a purification process. We add electrolytes to it. And that means that we can recreate the same water anywhere in the world. And so mm-hmm. if you look at, you know, the traditional premium bottled water right. uh, company, what they're selling you is the source. They're trying to convince you that right. you know, water from some Pacific island is somehow better than water you can get from the top. Um, and it, that is not only uh, a lie, <laughs> but it's also extremely bad for the environment because think about it, you know, you want to purchase uh, a premium water brand and you're actually purchasing water that has traveled thousands and thousands of miles to get to you. And our sourcing philosophy is different. Um, We want to produce as close to where we sell as possible. And that makes sense both from a sustainability perspective, but it also makes sense from a cost perspective. And so what that is going to allow us is to continue to drive our price down uh, because we are reducing our shipping costs as much as possible. So that that is something that has been part of our our vision from, from the start. Um, and then the other thing that we, we did is we actually launched, so we have uh, these aluminum bottles with the twist off aluminum cap, and that was the first product that we launched. But we, uh, a few years later, we launched a standard can with water inside. And it's just like, you know, a soda can, a flipped up can, but it has water inside. And the cost of the packaging is much lower. And that allows us to reach a different type of consumer, to reach a different type of business, and to make sure that, you know, if you want to switch away from plastic, we can offer you the most cost-effective option. Very interesting. And I think this idea that you bring up that sourcing closer by um, and reducing kind of travel of um, inputs, if you will, um, which obviously has its own um uh, greenhouse gas emission and so forth. Um, mm-hmm. It was also championed by another company that we recently talked to, um, and they had you know very different category, but you know similar learning um, is that supply chain itself can also produce 
uh, unintended consequences from a um, sustainability perspective. And so looking at that from, you know, holistically is, is really important. For sure, for sure. I actually think that that's probably, you know, what has the biggest impact out of, out of anything. So tell us more about kind of if you're a consumer or if you're a business and, um, you know, you buy open water and people drink it, um, where, where do they, do they just throw the cans away? Do they recycle in particular way? Like, what do you want people, what do you want to see from your consumers after they finish drinking that bottle of water? Yeah, I think that's uh, obviously the best situation is where someone purchases our product and then refills that bottle for, you know, a number of weeks. Um, you know, we we have a lot of our customers who write to us and they're like, you know, I've, I, I buy your water, uh, you know, at a restaurant and I've had it with me for the past two weeks and I've been refilling. And so that obviously from a sustainable, sustainability perspective, that is the best situation. Um, I do think that, you know, we, we launched the product because we realized that the reality is that most people do not do that. Most people do not refill. And we wanted to create the most sustainable option, no matter how many, how many times the end consumer refills. And so if you see, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's auto, other bottles in the market that also use aluminum. Um, and we have focused on making sure that the bottle that we use uses the least amount of material. It creates the least emissions uh, because what that, what, what that means is that the uh, sustainability of our product versus someone else's product is not dependent on how many times it, get used, it, it gets used. It is the most sustainable one from you know, the first time you use it. Then if then you choose to refill it before you recycle it, that's fantastic. And, and we always encourage that. But if you're like the majority of people who buy bottled water and you're going to you know, open uh, our bottle, you're gonna drink the water and then you're going to recycle it, uh, you can rest assured that you know, we did everything we could to reduce the impact of the packaging as much as we could. Yeah, that makes sense. And um... I would be remiss if I don't mention that open water is women-owned, minority-owned, and LGBT-owned. Tell us about that experience because you're early, uh, you're pioneers in the space from a product perspective. Um, and I think in 2014, um, talking about women-led, women-founded startups were still kind of at a very, very, very early uh, part of that journey. Um, if you don't mind, Nicole, tell us about that journey and, you know, how can people support this business more and, um, what would you like to see the industry do more? Uh, yes, for sure. I think that it is, uh, you, you know, diversity is, is part of who we are as a company and, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's still very sad to think that, you know, less than 2% of uh, investment go to women-owned or women-led startups. Uh, so I think that we still have a very, very long way to go yeah. uh, from in that regard. Um, and, and for us, you know, it's uh, we're in an industry that is uh, traditionally has been very male-dominated, although uh, things are starting to change. I think that you are seeing more and more uh you know, female founders in the CPG space, in the food and beverage space. And it's fantastic to see that. 
Uh, and, you know, we're always happy to support other entrepreneurs in, you know, as they start their, you know, their, their road uh, towards launching a product. It's not easy. And, uh, you know, having mentors is something that, uh, you know, we wish we had had early on. And so uh, both Jess and I try to support people who, uh, you know, are thinking about launching products. Um, and, and yes, I mean, uh, I think it's something that, that makes us different than, um, if, if you want to support us, uh, obviously, you know, uh, buy our products, uh, if you see them, uh, we always encourage people to drink from the tap first. So don't buy our products if you can <laughs> drink from the tap. Uh, if you're drinking from the tap, if you're using a reusable bottle, keep doing what you're doing. But, you know, if for some reason you buy bottled water because you, you know, want to, you know, you like the portability or you forgot your reusable bottle, uh, you know, uh, please, please think about us, uh. I think that, uh, you know, we are, we are offering something that uh, it has a small impact when it's just one bottle, but when it's millions and millions and millions of them, uh, everything, you know, multiplies very, very quickly. Monica, thank you so much for that. And uh, last question. Where do people find open water and buy them? Give us the website. Tell us how to buy your product. Uh, tell us where it's, uh, you know, which stores are stocking uh, or which brands are stocking uh, open water. Yeah, so our website is uh, drinkopenwater.com uh, and you can purchase a the product there. So if you're used to buying still or sparkling, we also offer sparkling water um, online. That's a great place to do so. Um, we have focused mostly on on-premise accounts. So that's, uh, you know, uh, hotels, attractions, offices, et cetera. And so uh, our footprint on the retail side is uh, limited, but, for, but growing very, very quickly. We distribute across the country, uh, but we're growing on the retail side as well. And so you can find us uh, in Whole Foods if you're in Southern California, in Denver as well. Uh, a lot of stores in the Chicago area, which is where we're based out of. Uh, we're launching at TCC Markets in Seattle this month uh, and, and, you know, really starting to expand on the retail side very quickly. And so if your store doesn't currently carry open water, uh, you know, talk to the cashier, go to customer service, uh, request it. I think that we as consumers often forget how much power we have. Uh, we have the power to create the world that we want to live in uh, by choosing the products that align with that vision. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, super excited to see thank you for the having progress me. and uh, love to have you back and talk more uh, when uh, open water is everywhere. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, JJ.